0: Hi, this is Oren. If you find these teachings useful and you'd like to learn more about my work, you can visit me online at orenjsofer.com or on social media at J. Sofer. Thanks so much. Grounding the attention in the body. sensitive to the body, just finding gravity, the downward stabilizing force that holds us here on the earth. Letting the steady contact, <coughs> the chair, the cushion, or the ground begin to stabilize your attention. So we root the awareness in the body. O monks, O nuns, practitioners of this path, one thing, when developed and cultivated, leads to a strong sense of urgency, leads to great benefit, to security from bondage, to mindfulness and wisdom. One thing, when developed and cultivated, leads to the attainment of knowledge and vision, to a pleasant abiding in this very life, and to the realization of this path and liberation. What is that one thing, mindfulness directed to the body? this is the one thing that when developed and cultivated leads to the realization of this path and to liberation embodied mindfulness So we root the attention in the body. This body is always in the present. The body doesn't travel into the past or the future the way the mind does. So whatever arises in the myriad of experiences that can come, we can always return the attention to the simplicity, this tangible, direct experience of embodied mindfulness that says in a gentle and steady way here. Stay here. Just feel this here. relaxing the jaw, softening the area around the eyes, all of the tiny muscles and nerves around the eyes. forehead, the eyebrows, and the temples, allowing the whole face to be soft, open, relaxed, taking off the mask of the personality. and meeting each moment without knowing. What is this? Can we bring that fresh, humble curiosity Relaxing down the neck, the shoulders, the shoulder blades, allowing the elbows to grow heavy, flowing the attention down through the forearms into the hands, releasing all the muscles. Tendons and joints in the hands. See if you can let your hands be totally and completely relaxed. Nothing to do, nowhere to go, nothing to get or have. relaxed, open and curious awareness tuning into your anchor, feeling the sensations of breathing or sounds or staying with the body. developing a relationship of care and love, of friendship with the anchor, a place to rest, to rest the attention, to gather and collect. Attention to be receptive, letting life touch you. Breathing in, know that you're breathing in, breathing out. Know that you're breathing out. connecting and sustaining, be it a sound, a sensation, the movement of the breath or the movement of the breath, a moment of experience, is known it connects with the attention and then see if the mind can sustain that contact sustain the attention feeling it out tasting it Sustain the attention from the beginning to the middle through to the end of one in-breath. From the beginning to the middle through to the end of one sound. Connecting, sustaining, one moment at a time. So this is our base. This is home base. Mindfulness of the body, connecting and sustaining the attention with the anchor in a very light and receptive way. We don't have to work hard. Awareness is the nature of the mind. In a moment of mindfulness, awareness is already present. So we rest, we gather and rest with the anchor, with the body. And then as the energy grows, as the continuity grows and the attention stabilizes, we open, we begin to explore. The process of exploration is one that's sometimes called a choiceless awareness because we're not choosing what to pay attention to, but rather being available for whatever appears in the foreground of awareness, a sound, a sensation, the breath, which when we look closely we see is simply a changing pattern of sensation. And then of course there's the whole realm of thoughts and emotions that wash through us. Thoughts are internal sounds, internal pictures. They come unannounced, unbidden, and then they pass, just like sounds. Our duty is simply to be aware, to know and recognize what's happening The mind can think the thought, the sky is blue. The sky is blue. Each internal word begins and ends. begin to be aware of this stream of thoughts, the pictures and words that pass through the screen of consciousness internally. When we're unaware of our thoughts, they have tremendous power the power to shape and define our experience, the power to drive us to speak or act. When we are mindful and aware of our thoughts, it's just a passing show. We gain choice, freedom, and power to choose to decide which thoughts to follow and which ones to just let pass by. Our duty is just to observe. thought We can label thinking with a soft mental note, using something general like thinking, thinking. Or when we recognize the particular kind of thought, then we can label it worrying, worrying, or planning, planning remembering, remembering, and we can notice the space, the silence or the gaps before and after a thought. When there's nothing in the foreground of awareness, then we just stay with the anchor. When sounds, sensations, or thoughts call the attention, then that becomes the object of our meditation. Connecting and sustaining knowing what's happening, being aware of the quality of the experience, and then seeing what happens to it. Does it change, fade? Is it replaced by something else? Staying with whatever is predominant whatever the attention is naturally drawn to, taking care to stay balanced, always having the option of resting with the anchor. Okay. Mm-hmm. If one travels to Asia, Thailand, Burma, Sri Lanka, certain places in India or Cambodia to learn and practice Vipassana meditation, traditionally when you arrive at the monastery and meet with the uh, head monk or the teacher, sit down with you and in about 20 minutes explain all of the instructions and then good luck (laughs) maybe every day you can come and ask some questions here in the West we've adopted more of a gradual approach of introducing the instructions one piece at a time so we start with the anchor Samatha meditation, calming, stabilizing, gathering the attention. And then from there we proceed to slowly open and expand the field of awareness to include body sensations, sounds, thoughts, emotions, feeling tone, this taste, pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, and intention, that that impulse or push to act. Everything's happening every day. It's not like you don't you didn't have thoughts yesterday because I hadn't given you instructions on thoughts, right? So I want to add or include also today, along with emotion, along with thoughts, uh, being mindful of emotions. And in talking about the hindrances last night, uh, there's pretty much similar instructions for being aware of emotions. Interestingly, there is no word in the Buddhist psychology or in Pali for what we call an emotion. There, there words for mind states. So an emotion, as we know it in the West, is is a combination. It's a multifaceted experience. It's a combination of thoughts, sensations, and a certain kind of a mood or mind state. So sadness is usually a heavy feeling or a sinking feeling in the chest, maybe a heavy feeling in the face, or a lump in the throat. And then there's certain thoughts that will come along with that and then there might be an overall a tone of unpleasant there might be a mood in the mind kind of gray or dull or uh, slightly lower energy anger is a, a mind state show up as an as a as an emotion certain thoughts why did they, they shouldn't have, they're wrong, certain energy in the body, hot, burning, strong, uh, energy moving upwards, fear, trembling, tight, recoiling, thoughts or images of the future, is always about the future. So the instructions, the practice is the same with emotions as it is with any other object of awareness. Our duty is just to observe, to be aware of what's happening in the moment in a balanced and curious way. What is this? If I take away the label, fear, if I drop the word, what's the actual experience? If I had to explain this to an alien who had never experienced fear, who didn't know what that word meant, how would I describe it? How would I describe the sensations, the thoughts, the images? So this is what we're doing, we're bringing the attention down below the level of the story of our experience to actually uh, feel the direct taste of what's happening. So with emotions, an emotion is present during the day, during a sitting, during a walking. Once you become aware of the emotion, use a label, use a word, name it. Oh, this is melancholy. This is delight. This is joy. This is calm. Okay, that helps to just put a frame around it. Okay, that's what this is. And then drop the label. Enter the experience with awareness, get intimate with it. How does this feel? What's this made of? Are there thoughts? Are there images? Are there sensations? Is there a mood? Is there a tone? Explore it like you're exploring a a room that you've never been in before with all kinds of nooks and art and uh, designs and carpets. Or like you're walking down a trail in the woods and and observing all of the trees and the animal life and the sounds and the light. Okay, very curious, open. The last key with being mindful of emotions (coughs) is balance. Again, if we are overwhelmed or caught in reactivity, resisting or fighting it, or getting really caught up in it, if we feel so inspired and we're, ah, this is great, I'm going to go on a treat next year, and it's going to be great, and we're getting swept away in it, then we're not actually being mindful. So in order to investigate, in order to really be mindful and explore something, there needs to be balance. So if the mind isn't balanced, then we back away, we take a break, rest with the anchor, open the awareness, look around. So any questions about your practice or the instructions? And uh, again, uh, if you have a meeting with me this morning, maybe just uh, hold back on your questions because we'll be we'll have a chance to talk fairly soon. Yeah, those. If you have a heavy emotion, Mm -hmm. rather than back away from it, what if you want to just not get overwhelmed by it, but just experience it? Yeah. Just let it pass through you. Absolutely. Um, And just be there with it. Yeah. And go through the heat or whatever it is that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, for those who might not have heard, she's saying if you have a heavy emotion or a really strong emotion, but you're not overwhelmed by it, and that's the key. It's not overwhelming, it's just strong, it's just big, pleasant or unpleasant. She's saying, what about just being with it, just feeling it, just letting it, you know, move through? That's being mindful. Yes. That's, the, that's, that's what we're moving towards. That's the goal with anything, with everything, is to be there fully and completely for the experience, to inhabit it unconditionally. And as you said, that's only really possible when the mind isn't overwhelmed by it, when it's not sinking or feeding it, when there's, a, when there's the, the presence of mindfulness and equanimity. The mind is stable enough to just be with the experience. It doesn't mean it's not unpleasant. It doesn't mean there might not be tears. It just means we're not not flooded. There's still that sense of perspective that, yeah, this is okay. There's awareness with the experience rather than being the experience and being lost in it. Robin, did you have a question or did it? Yeah, Dan. Um, when you have a strong emotion, um, I notice that I tend to um, be a problem solver, right? Alright, let's figure this out. Right. It's not working, so I go back to the anchor hmm It's not working. I try to feel it. Don't, it's too powerful, overwhelming. And I just become into a state where I just get disappointed. Okay so just to repeat the question he's saying um, with strong emotions uh, sometimes it'll feel uh, too strong so he goes back to the anchor and that's not working so then he goes tries to be with the emotion but it's overwhelming so that's not working and then ends up just feeling disappointed is that right okay so the first place to look is what do you mean by it's not working So what that signals to me is that there's some expectation about what's supposed to happen. So what's supposed to happen? I'm supposed to have an understanding of what's happening to me. Okay, so you're supposed to have an understanding of what's happening to you. In what way? Like a psychological understanding, like why is this happening? Yeah, the story. The story, wanting to understand the story. And what if that weren't supposed to happen? What if it were okay to not understand the story? There's resistance. Then there's resistance. Resistance to what? I'm not having an answer. Not having an answer because? Because it's such a pain in the butt. Right. So you know what that's called? It being a pain in the butt. It's called aversion. It's called not liking. It's not a problem. It's fine. We all have a virgin. unless anyone's fully enlightened and didn't let me know. <laughs> and then you should be sitting up here. <laughs> so, what I'm trying to sh- what I'm trying to point out to you is that part of part of the disappointment and the and that feeling of kind of like grinding inside or stuck. What's holding that in place is not the emotion. What's creating that experience and, and and recreating it again and again are these are these different threads that we just teased out. one, that there's a desire and expectation to understand it. Why? Because we don't like it and want it to go away. So, What's predominant? It's not the emotion actually that's predominant sometimes. What's predominant is the aversion, the not wanting it to be here. That's what's actually happening. So that's what we be mindful of. Oh, I don't like this experience. I want it to go away. Okay, can I be mindful of that? How does it feel to not want something, to want it to go away? Try to be, try to become aware of that aversion, of that not liking the emotion. or maybe it's showing up as the wanting to understand it. I got to understand this. How come I don't? Okay, then that's what's happening. Wanting to understand. Be aware of that. Oh, this is the ex- this is craving. This is the experience of wanting something. How does that feel? So there are these different layers. Emotions can get complicated. Okay, we think we're trying to be mindful of the emotion, but actually what's happening are all of these ricochets, these other effects in the mind in response or reaction to the emotion. I've got to figure this out. I've got to make this go away so that I can meditate. So try to see those. In terms of the understanding piece, sometimes we understand why we feel a certain way. Sometimes we don't. Whether or not that understanding psychologically or personally arises, whether or not we kind of like, oh, that's why I'm feeling this way. Right? It's not up to us. You can't make that happen. What are you you thinking? This sucks, that's all. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I have this craving to understand Yeah. It's so strong because that's what I do for a living. uh, Craving to understand that's so strong, yeah. Yeah. So some of that, when I hear you say that and I see and feel the, the deep longing inside you, what it says to me is that it's not just craving, but there's actually a, there's, a, there's a wholesome seed in it too that's a longing for wisdom and understanding. That's a longing to be free. And that's 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 to be encouraged. That's beautiful. So some of our work is starting to tease apart the difference between the wholesome motivation to understand things, to understand this mind, the way we suffer, what it is to be human, to tease that apart from the energy of needing it to be a certain way, I need to understand. I have to understand because if I don't, fill in the blank. That's where it starts to. That's where, that's where it starts to get into expectation, and 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 a kind of um, a tightness that actually blocks understanding. Like you know, if you're trying to figure out a problem, whether it's a, a like a computer tech math problem or some mechanical problem and if you if you're trying too hard you block the creativity right and there's kind of this thing where you need to like loosen up and back away and have more of an open mind and kind of just just sort of let things get a little fuzzy there's still the, there's still the sense of holding the problem in your awareness but you're not trying to figure it out, right? You're just kind of aware of like, yeah, okay, so there's that piece, and there's that piece, and there's that piece. And you just you just let the mind hold those different pieces and just sort of stare at it. Or you even kind of like stop thinking about it for a while and let the mind work it out, right? You don't abandon the desire to understand it, but you're also not trying to make it work, which gets in the way of that creative problem solving, you with me? So it's the same in the practice. We hold the problem of human existence in our awareness, that we have this very strange experience of being someone who was born who has a story and a history and who will die. And being aware in this world, it's so odd. It's such a mystery. So we hold that question and we just keep looking. We just keep paying attention. What comes up is a. Uh... Fear of not understanding the words that you say or understanding it in my marrow, or my bones, Yes. Forgetting yes. Forgetting it and then going yes. back to the book. What do you mean by that again? Right. And that fear yes. of stepping back yes. and relaxing. Yeah. Right. Up. The fear of not, not really deeply understanding it for yourself and then forgetting and not knowing how to practice or where to look or where to go. That's okay. Sometimes it just feel like an empty dustbin. Like yeah. I'll go away and I'll get it, and then when I leave here, yeah. it just feel, I don't know. It like, can feel like an empty dustbin. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, that stinks. Yeah. What do I do? So the quality, the quality that's the antidote to that <laughs> is called sadha which means trust, or confidence, or faith, sometimes it's translated as. It's, it's, it can, the trust can be in different things. The trust can be in the practice. So you know, you've understood something. You would not be sitting in this room. You would have left a long time ago if you didn't have some confidence or trust in this practice and this path. You would have left a long time ago if you didn't have some trust or confidence in me as a teacher. So there's something inside you, in each of us, that feels a connection, that might not even be something we can put into words. It says, yeah, but there's something here in being alive, that I know deeply, but it's just out of the corner of my eyes. Like I just can't see it, and every time I try to look at it, it moves away. But I know it. I know it's there. It's 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 who. It's something very deep. So trust that. It's not. It's not in the words, and it's not in time. You will never arrive there because it's already here. So that's probably a good note to shift gears on. I wanna make a few short announcements.